At the University of Guelph, not far from Toronto, there's a large blue building in the middle of campus. Step inside, and you'll find a room filled with giant fish tanks. So this is the aqualab. Biologist Tim Weingard walks over to a tank that holds what look like eels. <laughs> he dips a wooden pole in the water. So we just go in and sort of fish one out, essentially. These are hagfish, ancient, snake-like creatures that live on the bottom of the ocean. Weingard places one in a bucket and lightly squeezes it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so there's a pretty uh, impressive volume of slime there. Slime covers his hands. It's a thick mass of clear mucus. Hagfish produce a lot of slime. It serves as a form of defense. You see, hagfish aren't really fish. They're more primitive creatures that have been around for perhaps 500 million years. They don't have jaws, so over time, hagfish found their own way to protect themselves from predators, like sharks. In fact, some scientists recently took video footage of sharks attacking hagfish. Weingard says just as the sharks start to bite, their mouths and gills are covered with slime. Which causes them potentially to suffocate, but definitely to abort the attack. Well, it turns out the slime may have other uses for people. Douglas Fudge heads this research project at the University of Guelph. When I learned about hagfish slime, there, there really was no turning back. He says one of the things that makes the slime fascinating is that it's made up of thread-like fibers with useful properties. When you stretch the fibers in water and then dry them out, they take on properties that are, are very silk-like. Hagfish fibers are incredibly thin and extremely strong. And that gave Fudge and his colleagues an idea. For years, scientists have been looking for natural alternatives to synthetic fibers like nylon and spandex. They're made from oil, which is a non-renewable resource. Hagfish threads, he says, are made from proteins. And proteins are a renewable resource because we can get organisms to make them. No one has made a spool of hagfish thread yet, but Fudge and his team see a future where hagfish slime, or similar proteins, could be turned into high-performance, eco-friendly clothing. The fibers might be used for stockings or breathable athletic wear or even bulletproof vests. Now, they don't plan to harvest slime from hagfish directly. Turns out, it's not easy raising hagfish in captivity. So instead, what they'd like to do is produce these fibers in the lab. These aren't the right tips. That's what postdoc Atsuko Nagishi has been trying to do. She shows me a glass dish filled with liquid. There's a thin film of hagfish proteins on top. And I'm just taking my tweezers and then kind of drawing it up. As she pulls with the tweezers, it looks like she's pulling the skin off a cup of hot cocoa. The skin collapses, forming a short fiber. She twirls it between her fingers. It's kind of like a little piece of hair. Other members of the team are trying to make threads like these using genetically engineered bacteria, bypassing the hagfish entirely. The scientists are still nowhere near making fabric from these threads, but biologist Tim Weingard is hopeful. With increased interest and increased support uh, and collaboration, it could be something not too far into the future. Before I leave the lab, Weingard offers me the opportunity to experience hagfish slime for myself. He holds up a glob for me to touch. There's a pretty good mass. I cup the slime in my hand. It's cold and heavy and feels like it's laced with fine hairs. It's almost as if you're putting your hand through a spider web. Yeah, like the thickest spider web in history. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of a damp one. One that could suffocate sharks. <laughs> and one that someday 
might be woven into the very shirt on your back. For Nova and the World, I'm Anna Rothschild, Guelph, Canada.